hey, if you find this podcast helpful, interesting, intriguing, or all of the above, I would appreciate it so much if you would rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help spread the message and help more guys start experiencing true, lasting freedom. Thanks so much, and now let's get to the episode. Hello, this is Dan Johnson, and welcome to the New Paths Podcast. This podcast is here to equip you with the concepts, strategies, and tools to help you experience true, lasting freedom from pornography. Let's go! Hey, welcome to the New Paths Podcast. For this first episode, I wanted to share some of my story with you just so you can know a little bit about why I'm doing this podcast, why I'm talking about this issue of pornography, and why I'd be spending my time on this topic, and why it's so important to me. So as you're listening, I just want to encourage you and invite you to do two things, to think about two things. Firstly, as you're listening to my story, I just want to invite you to think about your own story. You know, how how does your story compare? Uh, in what ways do you resonate with some of the things that I'm saying? Or in what ways do you not resonate so much? And in what ways is your your story similar to mine? Or in what ways is your story different? So just be thinking about your own story as you're listening to mine. And then secondly just wanted to you know point out that i'm nothing special i'm not smarter than than most people i'm never the smartest person in the room i'm not extra strong or disciplined or anything like that i'm i'm uh you know i'm not, i'm not anything special and but i struggled with pornography for over 20 years and i've been able to find and experience true sustained freedom. So this is good news because it means that if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not anything special. So just keep that in mind. Uh, If it's something that I can do, it's something that you can do. So remember that. And then also, again, just think about your own story as I'm, as you're listening to mine. So I feel like in a lot of ways, my story is pretty typical. Uh, I grew up and actually a great family, great parents, one older brother. I grew up in Minnesota and uh, really, really did have a great, I had a great childhood, uh, wonderful parents and, and all that. And I think my first exposure to internet pornography was when I was 13. I was in junior high. I was at a friend's house and he showed me some uh, you know, pictures of nude women on his computer in uh, in his parents' basement. And uh, I saw this, and I was just kind of blown away. I was just filled with sort of ecstatic feelings of excitement and, you know, just joy. And I, I was just, I just wanted more of it. And uh, that was my really my first first time seeing internet pornography. Again, I was thirteen, and 
Uh, I just knew I wanted more. And I'm a child of the 80s. So eventually when I was, I think I was in high school, we got the internet in our house. And eventually I was able to download uh, images and videos of porn on our computer. Um, and I was kind of secretly uh, looking at that and viewing that and I was never caught, but I would do that when I had the opportunity just, you know, on, on our computer, our family computer, tried to cover up my tracks. You know, I felt super guilty about it and fearful that I was going to get found out, but I, I never did. And, um, so then I eventually graduated from high school, went off to college and, um, my junior and senior years, I lived with a friend and, you know, I had my own room, I had my own computer, had the internet and the problem just continued to it just continued. And I, I had you know, many hours where I would just be alone. I would be watching porn and just couldn't break free again, still felt guilty, felt shame about it. And, but I just couldn't, I couldn't stop. I knew I wanted to, I knew that this was somehow intuitively, I knew it was harmful, but I couldn't stop. It was just too addicting. And that continued in college. And then I graduated college and got my own apartment and just had ample time of uh, just you know, time by myself and just continued to be addicted to porn. And uh, I will say too, the, the thing about my story that may not be quite as typical is since high school, I've had a group of close friends that I've been able to be open about the struggle with. Uh, I remember in high school, I don't know if I was 16 or 17, I had a couple of close friends and we would, you know, talk about this struggle with each other and just try to hold each other accountable. You know, we'd like, Hey, how have you been? I think at one point, maybe we had a, you know, penalty. If you, if you looked at porn in the last week, you had to, you know, give $5 or $20 to a, you know, to a community jar or something. But, uh, that, that was really, really awesome. And I still, since high school, I've always had a group of friends, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, the, the friends have changed or, or the group that I talk to, but I've always had some close friends that I've been able to be open about this with. And I know that's not quite as typical. So I'm super grateful for that. And that's been huge. But even with that, I was still never able to break the addiction. So throughout high school, college, and then after college, I was just continued to be hooked and I couldn't stop. And I had no idea how to stop. I just, I tried so many different things. You know, I would try, you know, accountability and different penalties for, for acting out. I would put up uh, inspirational quotes next to the computer. And again, I would tell friends about it. I had accountability. I just, I didn't, I never experienced anything close to freedom. It was always a struggle. And then eventually I joined the Air Force and, uh, you know, for a period of time, I didn't have a computer, but, you know, going cold turkey didn't, 
didn't help. Um, as soon as I got my computer back, I jumped right back into it. So then eventually uh, I met uh, the, the woman that would become my wife. Uh, we started dating. And uh, shortly before we got engaged, I actually confessed to her about it. And I told her I knew that I didn't want to go into marriage without, without her knowing about it. And I told her about the struggle with porn that I've, that I had had for many years. And uh, it had been going better since we started dating, which I think is pretty typical. But, you know, I told her about the struggle that I had and she showed, she showed me so much grace and uh, acceptance and love about it. And uh, shortly after that, we got married and going into marriage, I was pretty intentional about it. We put uh, filters on our computer or a filter on our computer. It was kind of an accountability software where she would be notified if I tried, you know, tried to access certain websites, I'd show her certain, you know, like the history of everything. So we, we went into marriage with a pretty good plan. And for probably the first year or so, it wasn't really a struggle, which I think is also pretty typical. But then eventually the old pattern and that familiar urge started to come back. And I would look for ways to satisfy that urge, kind of going around the filter. You know, I'd, I'd use uh, Facebook and YouTube and you know, DVDs to try and satisfy that urge and kind of scratch that itch. And periodically, I would confess to her about it. And, you know, that was very hard just for her to hear that it was still kind of a struggle, even in marriage. And, you know, we we took actions to try to help, you know, we'd get rid of DVDs and Eventually, we even got rid of Facebook and, you know, uh, you know, so we were being proactive, but it it still was was a struggle. So then eventually we we had our first daughter and we ended up buying an iPad because we wanted to be able to, you know, take photos and videos and send them to friends and family. We got an iPad and we did not put a filter on the iPad. So eventually I realized oh, wow, I have, I have unfiltered access to pornography again, which I hadn't had in years. And then that, that pull was too strong. And I started watching porn on the iPad and, uh, just felt horrible shame and guilt about it. Incredible amounts of fear being found out, you know, just, in, in regular conversations with my wife, I would just be thinking in the back of my mind, you know, I hope she doesn't ask about it or, or how the struggle has been going. I hope she doesn't find out that I've been watching on the iPad, just t- terrible, just, you know, underlying fear, shame, and guilt. Um, but I was also more fearful of hurting her and uh, you know, didn't want to cause that pain. So I, I didn't tell her, but it was still a struggle for a few years with the iPad. So then, um, eventually we, we started pursuing adoption to try to, uh, adopt a second child. 
and our first child we had biologically. So we were, um, we were, we weren't able to have children after that biologically. And so we were pursuing adoption. And for those of you that have ever, uh, adopted or pursued adoption before, you know, that there's stacks and stacks of paperwork and questions and just unending homework. So one of the, on one of the forms, you know, they're asking about your history and all this, all these different things about you. And one of the forms said something along the lines of, you know, do you have any history with, to my recollection, I think they were asking about sexual addiction or, or pornography use history of that. And are you still, you know, do you still struggle with this or are you still uh, using this? Something along those lines. And I read that and my heart just skipped a beat. And I knew as soon as I read that, that, you know, the cat's out of the bag and I'm going to have to tell, not only do I need to be honest with the, on this form, but I need to, I'm going to have to tell my wife. I knew that I couldn't lie about, about it on, you know, in this process of adoption. And I was like, okay, uh, this is, I guess the way that I'm being forced to, to be truthful. So that was Super Bowl Sunday of 2019. And we were, um, we had plans to go to our next door neighbors to watch the Super Bowl that night. I remember sitting there watching the game, not really watching it because I was just thinking in the back of my mind what what I was about to confess to my wife later that evening. So I was just, you know, thinking about that. Obviously, during the the whole time, I had no, I wasn't even paying attention to the game. So we came back home, and I confessed to my wife that I had been watching porn on the iPad for a couple of years. And that, that was a serious blow to her. It just caused a lot of hurt, feelings of betrayal, um, anger. Uh, at the time she, she responded pretty well and pretty grace graciously, but she told me later on that, uh, that it caused just a lot of feelings of anger. So that was a really difficult time. Um, just really had to talk through that a lot and process it. And so um, that really marked a turning point. And after that, I was, I guess you could say, recommitted to figuring out how to experience freedom from this thing. So shortly after that, uh, I was listening to a podcast and I heard about this, this organization called Pure Desire. And they have a bunch of courses specifically on, you know, sexual health and pornography addiction and things like that. And they have small groups that meet around the country and I think around the world. And I was pretty excited when I saw this and I, I went to their website and there were a couple of groups that met that were meeting in my city. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so I, I, um, I joined a group, I started attending a group and I was pretty hesitant at first. It's not something that you do every day, but I, I joined this, this peer desire group and started meeting with, with that group every week. 
and I did that for about two years. I'm actually still uh, still involved with a group, and it's it's really been amazing. And for a couple, I'd say for two main reasons. Number one is definitely the community. Just having being there's nothing like being surrounded by a group of guys where the one thing you have in common is something that people almost never talk about. There's too much shame and fear surrounding it. And yet it's the one thing that you all have in common. That was really amazing. Um, just provided a, a wonderful support group. And that really helped to take some of the edge off the struggle, just having that group of guys. And then number two is just the education and the learning about this struggle. You know, I, I learned about what it does to the brain a little bit. And uh, I learned why trying harder does not work with this struggle. So that was incredibly useful. I saw why so many of the things I was trying in the past didn't work. So th that's been just a game changer, the community, then also just some of the education around it, um, diving into your own story. Just that's been really, really helpful. So I was involved in that group. We had, uh, you know, we got rid of the, we, we put up filters on the iPad. We um, had filters on all the devices. I even ended up seeing a counselor specifically for sexual addiction, a counselor who was certified in this, for this specific issue. So I was doing all these things, had the accountability, the community, the filters, seeing a counselor about it. Um, but I still found that when I was alone, I, I, I still felt that urge and I would still try to find ways to satisfy the urge. I still couldn't seem to really experience freedom. The urge was still coming up and I didn't really know how to handle it. I, I, I would still try to find ways around the filters and just find ways again to scratch that itch. And I was just like, what is going on? What more do I have to do? I mean, I, I'm doing all these things. I got the group. I'm seeing a freaking counselor for crying out loud. And, and I can't, I don't feel like I'm experiencing real freedom. So I'm like, what is going on? So eventually I, I came across this notion or this idea that, that said something along the lines of, when you have a behavior that you're trying to change, like pornography, like, a, you know, stopping to watch pornography. Um, when you're trying to stop a behavior, the difficulty is not the behavior itself. The difficulty is what to do with the feeling that you're left with when you don't do that behavior. So... You know, if you've been watching porn and you, you make a decision, you make a commitment to, you know, to stop watching porn. Okay. Then later that day, you're, you're alone and that familiar intense desire uh, arises in you. What do you do? Okay. Well, you don't watch porn because you've committed to stop. But what are you left with? You're left with that intense urge that's still there screaming at you. 
that urge doesn't go away just because you've decided to stop watching porn. The urge doesn't care whether you've made a commitment or not. It's still there. And so this was, this was a light bulb for me. It, it's figuring out what to do with that urge that's still there when I've decided not to watch porn. How do you handle this in an effective way? Because ultimately the behavior is the cause. No, I'm sorry. The behavior is the result. It's the fruit. The feeling, that urge, is the root. It's the cause. So that's what, that's really the culprit. And this was a huge light bulb for me. And, you know, it turns out that there are effective ways to, to handle that urge and there are ineffective ways. Uh, resisting it and fighting it just doesn't seem to work. Uh, and so eventually, uh, I, I kind of learned and developed a strategy to, to effectively handle that urge in a healthy way. And when I implemented that strategy within a few weeks, I was experiencing freedom and having unprecedented victories that I had never had in, in 20 plus years. This was just absolutely amazing to me with all the work that I had been doing, which was incredibly helpful and necessary. Once I implemented this, this one strategy, this was like the missing piece. I was just blown away and I was so excited that it just felt like the missing piece had been put in place. I knew how to how to handle this urge when it came up and, and just the victories were were coming. Um, I was finally experiencing what what freedom felt like. So um, I was I was excited and at the same time I was just confused and did not understand why in all the work that I had done and all the reading and learning I had done, why had I never heard about this before? Specifically with this issue of porn, I had never heard before, hey, you need to come up with a good strategy to handle, handle the urge. And I was just blown away that I had never heard about this before because this was the game changer that I was missing. This was the key that I needed. And so I, I just felt a, a serious moral obligation to try and get the word out and, and share this with as many guys as possible. Because I knew, again, I'm nothing special. So I knew if it, if this helped me, I knew that this would help other guys too. So um, I kind of came up with a three-step strategy and, and, uh, and then eventually turned it into four steps using an acronym PATH, P-A-T-H, something that's super easy to remember and and very importantly, the steps are, are actionable. They're concrete because it's kind of an ethereal concept. You know, this, this thing about, you know, your feelings and, and this urge, but using this strategy is incredibly concrete. It's actionable and it's practical. So, um, I'm in a place now where I'm just uh, trying to uh, help guys experience this freedom that I've 
experienced. And um, the good news is you can begin implementing this strategy today. You don't have to wait. It's something that you can start today. It's a skill that you can develop. And that's what I learned. And the sooner you start learning and building this skill, the sooner you will start experiencing just the the fresh air of freedom, the feeling that uh, it's one of the best feelings that I've ever experienced, especially after such a long struggle. So you can get the you can get the plan for free. There's a there's a free downloadable PDF which has the steps, uh, just step by step. It's one page. You can download that plan for free at newpaths.me forward slash plan. And again, you can start today. So I just encourage you, you know, don't wait. You really can experience freedom, the freedom that's maybe been eluding you for, for a long time, like it, like it was for me. So uh, head, to, head to that website, uh, newpaths.me forward slash plan. Check out the plan, and you can have a plan for the next time that you experience that urge to watch porn. Freedom is, is waiting for you and is absolutely within your reach. So don't wait. Start today. Hey, it's Dan. I hope you found this episode helpful on your journey into freedom. If you want to dive deeper, head to newpaths.me where you can download my free Missing Peace Guide where I lay out the concepts and plan that set me free from a 20-year porn addiction. Until next time, take care.